I could go to get I could get the Rolls Royce if I wanted to. I can get whatever if I wanted to get it. But they could never get there. And so like the things that people stunted on you on, you if you hustle and you grind, you'll get it 10 times that. The wealth gap that you're expecting the government to save you, if you get on your grind and you get it, you be looking at what wealth gap? Got my more than all these people around here. What you talking about? Ain't no wealth gap. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tweet talk episode 89. Flip. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Are we on the air? What it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Megana himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. It's your co-host, Raphael Husbands, and Charles Oglesby, JD. Please say the JD. Wait a minute. Do we still say the JD, man? Why wouldn't we? I don't know, man. You kick you kick the job to the curb. Maybe you want to. I earned it. Cool, cool. And the crazy part about it, you saying that is, people oftentimes they're always like, "Oh well, why go to college when you can just uh, uh, start a business?" And I, I really feel like education makes you a more qualified business person. And so a lot of people they're just like, and that's why I think I beef with so many people is because you got people who landed in business and you have people who study business who landed in business. And I think there's a difference and there seems to be a lack of respect. Um, and it's interesting because in the African-American community, we're kind of like one of the few communities that doesn't really respect people with education and their opinions. We'll see somebody who's educated and they'll be like, ah, well, I believe this and this is what I think. So I think it's important that um, we don't exist that way. I know in other cultures, Chinese cultures, they respect the teacher. They respect the person who's educated. They lend more credence to their opinions and words. Um, I get into arguments with people on the internet all the time. And I'm like, who are you? What qualifies you to even have this conversation with me? And so it might sound arrogant, but I think if we're to move forward as a culture, we can't just give everybody's opinion equal weight. Certain opinions should be granted greater weight. It's like we're allowing LeBron James to speak for us. What qualifies LeBron James to speak for you? Nothing at all. He probably didn't finish any high school. He probably didn't take not a nag class in high school. They just passed him along because they knew. This dude, I saw I saw a TikTok of him. Somebody asked him about the Malcolm X book. They're like, hey, man, I see you reading that Malcolm X book. Um, what's your opinions on him? This dude rambled and rambled, didn't say nothing of substance. You don't even have to even have read the Malcolm X book to understand some of the things that he stands on. Of course, reading the book is going to give you greater insight. It changed my life. But like, I'm not saying he's a bad person. He's great. He's doing great things. But I feel like as a community, we have to allow the intelligent people to make the decisions for the whole instead of just allowing everybody to have a free-for-all and do whatever they want. So um, I think that having a JD definitely helps you in business. Having a JD, definitely the whole law school process, it, it sharpens you. I saw somebody put something on Twitter and they're like, man, I thought I was an overachiever. I've done well. Then I went to law school and I realized like, I'm average compared to these people. She was like, did you guys take a day off after the LSAT? No, because in law school, you don't take a day off, Raphael. You literally are doing 12 hour days, Monday through Sunday. You do not take days off. You do not take holidays. You do not take vacations. You don't take none of that stuff. Fourth of July, you are studying. Christmas, studying. All that time is studying. It actually, around Christmas time, I could take a break. That's when I used to like binge all the shows I couldn't watch. So Christmas, when you got on that break, I would sit down, I would binge House of Cards. I would binge all those TV shows on Netflix that I wanted to watch. But like that work ethic translates into business. Raphael's like, hey, you trying to record? Bro, it's like seven o'clock in the morning over here. I'm still laying down, but let's do it, man. Let's get it in because the mission is more important than your comfort. And so I feel like, like I always tell people, um, these things are more important than what you see. So I tell people that college is more important than the degree. Law school is more important than the degree. Marriage is more important than the relationship and the one-on-one. These things grow you. Even exercising. Exercising isn't just about being in shape and being buff. That's a mindset thing. You see people who are good at exercising, they push through all obstacles, not just the obstacles that are 
on the weight bench. They see a problem, they're running through it. They see a challenge, they're lifting through it. And so um, we have to look at the broader things and the broader benefits, not just the surface level benefits. And so, of course, you're going to say the JD. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. I knew you were up because I know you up for that morning meetup, man. So it's like, let me, see. I'm like, let me see if I catch him before you lay back down or something. See what's up. I was about to run up. Yeah, about to... Usually I do lay back down after that. It's early, man. I know, man. But listen, let me catch him. See what's up. If you say no, you say no. That's it. You know, sometimes you just gotta ask a question. People, they yeah. say no, they say no. All right, I go about my day. Here on Tweet Talk the Black Wealth podcast, we dissect tweets and talk about building black wealth. Now, Charles, you had a tweet. But you said when you earn a lot, you learn a lot. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about that knowledge is you can then apply it to your other friends and family's businesses, um, specifically my mom's business and my wife's business, anybody else around me that has a business, my sister, she's starting a business. And so like when you when you earn a lot, you cut through all the fat. A lot of people who haven't reached the pinnacle of actually achieving financial success or um, high sales, that kind of stuff. They're trying everything. So they're doing this, they're doing that. They're just trying to figure out what works. Mm-hmm. And then once you find something that works, you just go all in on that. You double in on that. You don't do anything that doesn't look like that because you know it's a waste of time. And you also know it's not going to get you to your goal. And so I posted a quote, one of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes. He talks about how you want to become a millionaire for what you become, not for the money's sake. He said, you make that first million, it's a grind. The second is inevitable because think about it. You have 100% of your time. You're using 100% of your time trying a million different things. You're buying real estate. You're buying trucks. You're buying vending machines. You're doing all these different things. And then when you figure out what actually works, are you going to continue trying to do the other four activities? Probably not. No, now I'm honing in on digital products, digital businesses. Now I'm trying to make that better. I recorded a video yesterday using an actual camera in front of a whiteboard, did some editing, and I was like, I like this. This is going to take my brand to the next level. And the crazy part about it, I got the thumbnails. I'm putting it on all these different platforms. It's like people criticize year one. They're like, oh, year one, his digital products aren't this, they aren't that. But I understand options way more now with all the feedback that I've gotten, all the criticism that I've got. So when I do launch version two of this, it's going to be so thorough. But that's the thing is like you got to launch in the, the community that I'm a part of. They say do it ugly, put it out there ugly because you're only going to grow and iterate and change. But people are people are going to pop them. They're going to criticize you're ugly, but you're going to grow. and You're going to change. Life is long. We think that it's a six month sprint. No, this is a marathon. We still out here building this out. Who knows what it can grow into? Who knows? What this idea that we found that actually bears fruit can turn into if we just double down, invest our money into it, invest our time into it, build it out, build the multiple layers, have the community on top of it. That's next level stuff. And so I didn't come to this realization until I found out what works. You measure what works by the money that you earn, not by the feel good, not by, I don't know, thinking that it works, the clout. No Likes, likes on Instagram. Right. Likes, shares, comments. So um, I would just say that it's it's true. You learn a ton when you earn a ton. Um, so focus on earning. <laughs> <laughs> and and performing a lot of income generating activities because that's that's how you, that's how you learn a lot. By actually putting up some activity. To next thing your your activity, like Grant Cardone would say, and speeding up. Like you're gonna if you're getting one sale a week in your business, track it, figure out how many things did I do to get to that one sale? How many posts did I put out? How many sales did I run? How many times did I put out an offer to get that one sale a week? Figure that out and then just multiply it. Do a lot and you learn a lot and you learn a lot because it, it goes backwards too. Once you learn a lot, you will earn a lot too. Yeah, it's like a cycle, right? You learn, you earn, and now you earn more and then you learn even more. Right. It's like this vicious cycle. The things I'm working on now, I wish I could have worked on back then. I'm having different conversations, um, learning how to leverage a team, learning how to leverage experts, learning how to operate in the who, not hows of this world. Um, and it's also interesting, the people that you come in contact when you earn a lot to your peers change. Um, they really do. Like you start, I forgot who I was talking to recently. Um, I just reached out to Marquise Robinson. This dude is making crazy bread. Shot him a DM. I was like, hey, I need you to be a part of this. It's like for sure. I get DMs from people who are just like powerful people. I'm networking with Kiana Watson, Wall Street Trapper. Like anybody who's anybody knows who I am. I know who they are. We are on a first name basis. David Shans, we're in a pretty good uh, kind of realm. Like I know everybody. MG, the mortgage guy. 
Ian Dunlap, even the dudes at EYL, like Rashad hit me up and he was like, hey man, blah, blah, blah. He like shot me his number so we can connect to get into, um, I was supposed to record, I think on Market Mondays a while back. So I, I, you, this is why producing this is, is, is what people should all be doing. Everybody's afraid to produce because they don't want the slander and the criticism that I got last year. But mm. slander and criticism comes with freedom, man. So a lot of people avoiding their freedom by also avoiding that slander and that criticism. Yeah, become producers, more producing, less consuming. And like you said, do it ugly. Like we always say here, get started, get fancy later. And go get the shirt, man. Get the shirt. Get the shirt. Right. Get started, get fancy later. Available now at tweettalkmerch.com. Go get it and let the world know that you're started. Are you ready to launch again and again? Again, put it out there. Now, you had a, a, a tweet I thought was interesting. You said, I prefer weekdays that we treat like weekends over the actual weekend. Yeah, um, we were in San Diego. It was weird because you saw the city shift when it went from Wednesday to Saturday. Way different, way more touristy, way more cars driving around, way more people walking around. And like the city is less accessible. I liked it when it was we just doing whatever we want to do on Thursday. You go to the theme park on a Thursday, you get to see everything. You get to go on all the rides. You get to experience the full experience instead of going on a weekend. And now you're fighting with people to try to get in line. Lines are all long and stuff. You, didn't you always want to be like the person who could like when you go to Disneyland on like a Saturday, you're like, man, I wish we can go on a weekday. It'd probably be nobody here. Right. Right. And so like I just I realized that I enjoy those days much more than I enjoy the weekends. Because the weekend is where you have to like, you're like around other employee people. I want to be around the bosses. I know if I'm around somebody and they're chilling by the pool on a Tuesday, that's probably somebody I want to know. Um, and also it's just more relaxing. It's more carefree. I really don't like people. I don't like being around people. Um, I prefer to be myself. And so I can do that during the week. And I just noticed that it's just different. Life is different when you're chilling on a Wednesday, when you go to the mall on a Tuesday, we do all these things as opposed to doing it. We got to fight the crowds. Nobody wants to fight crowds. Nobody wants to be in long lines. Nobody wants to be elbow to elbow in these places. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's always good when you could go during the week when other people are at work. I have that freedom. It always feels good, man. Best crowds, like you say, and just freedom, man. So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to get laced with Get Lace Shoelaces. Yeah, Get Lace is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.com. Underscore. Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. He's a genius, man. Get yours today at GetLaceLaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. Jump into a little uh, Black Billionaire banter. Some, a little bit of news here that we saw on uh, BlackEnterprise.com. So there was an announcement that the Black Economic Alliance and Wells Fargo have launched the Black Economic Alliance Entrepreneur Fund, the BEA Fund, to accelerate the growth of Black entrepreneurs and Black businesses. It's supposed to be a $50 million fund. And Wells Fargo's committed $20 million over five years. And supposedly there will be investment in black businesses, but it would be kind of like an equity play. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but they'd be giving loans to black entrepreneurs and black businesses. And I thought that was interesting. And it reminded me of a tweet where you said, every time you let them solve your problems, they get richer and you stay broke. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm not sure what's going to go on with this one, but supposedly it's going to help. I'm not sure what's going to be the the, the the end result, but it's interesting. What do you think of that? Um, so there's there's a group that's providing like loans to small black businesses or something. Yeah, well, as far as we partnered up with the Black Economic Alliance, so they're going to uh, give loans, like invest in the companies, give them straight loans, and I guess reinvest the profits back into the fund. But they're supposed to be investing in black businesses and helping with hiring more black workers and uh, accelerating black business supposedly we'll see um the only thing about 
stuff like that is um i was having a conversation with well i wasn't but it wasn't a conversation i was listening to the podcast um secret to success and it was talking about how um people always want these raises but they don't realize like if they can give you the raise they could take away the raise as people always ask for these programs not realizing like if they can give you these programs they can also take these programs away and so my only fear is that like you got to do for self man so only way that you can surely and truly ensure that your success is in your best interest it's long lasting it can be passed on to generations and that it's like real and so in my opinion i'm not super for it i was more impressed with what we created over the last four years we are nobody can deny that what we're seeing right now is impressive we got circular ceos there's so many successful people even outside of them outside of alice good energy outside of all of them eric thomas is blowing up cj and his crew are blowing up everybody is bossing up man like true wealth and the government didn't give it to us we built this up the last four years the government did not give it to us you cannot deny it rafael people are buying homes people are doing crazy stuff do you do you guys not see this this is the result of four years of doing for self because people were under the impression that the government's not going to do anything for you and so you know what people did they started improving my mom when i was in college i saw a bunch of people and they were getting food stamps and i was like man I should get some food stamps. I could qualify. I'm in college. I'm only working part-time. My mom was like, nah, don't do that. Don't do the food stamp thing. And what it fostered into me was this hunger, this grind, this drive to go get it, as opposed to just leaning on the system. Because when I used to work and watch, you see people who they lean on the system and that becomes their source. And so they can never really grow. They can never really improve. Some people do, but a lot of times it's like with drugs and like ignorant stuff. But like, they're not out there creating, building, helping. And so I don't want people to get in the habit of waiting on the government because we always see how that plays out. It just doesn't pan out. Um, Kwame Brown, he made a comment. He was like, we've been voting Democrat for the past however many years. And what do we have to show for it? What do we have to show for it? Not much. If we had something to show for, we wouldn't be still complaining. We'd be flourishing in our greatness like most people are doing right now. After four years of Republican leadership, Dr. Boyce Watkin, he was like, you know what? My parents, they went through, I think it might have been the Reagan era or one of those Republican presidents. He's like, after they went through that process, they had a home, they had degrees, they had wealth. I didn't have a home four years ago, but I got a home now. I didn't have resources four years ago like this now, but four years ago, but I have it now. I didn't have a 760 credit score last year, but I got it now because there's something that comes from you when you resolve to not only do it for yourself, but also you create a community of people helping each other. When we start thinking they're our source, we become more divided because now there's this battle amongst people who think that we can do for self and people who think that the government's going to do it for us. And we're split in half. But when we don't think the government has is going to do for us, everybody comes together. The people who are due for selfers and the people who thought the government were going to help, help them, but found out they weren't. And we all become on one accord. We saw it. People are sharing each other's posts. People are helping each other. People are doing all this stuff. And now it's a bunch of competition, division, hating on each other, slandering each other, trying to take each other down. It's it's not going to be good over the next four years. You just... You don't win sitting around waiting for somebody else to do for you. I know people who they lived a whole lifestyle based off of what their parents could do for them. And now they are getting lapped, Raphael, because your parents can only take you so high. Your parents can only take you as high as they go. And so their their parents got them a three series. They're like, I got a three series. I'm balling. Their parents bought my Rolex. I got a Rolex. I'm balling. Parents bought my Chanel purse. I got a Chanel purse. I'm balling. And then somebody like me gets it for himself. And we got all that multiple times. I did it for myself. I could go to get I could get the Rolls Royce if I wanted to. I can get whatever if I wanted to get it, but they could never get there. And so like the things that people stunted on you on you, if you hustle and you grind, you'll get it 10 times that the wealth gap that you're expecting the government to save you. If you get on your grind, and you get it. You've been looking at what wealth gap. Got my more than all these people around here. What you talking about? Ain't no wealth gap. And so the opposite of doing the work for yourself is going to take you so far. I'm not trying to take anything from anybody. I'm trying to give things to people. I'm not trying to say, I don't want you to do well. Like, I'm not really want you to do well. I don't want you to just feel like you're doing well because the government gave you a Band-Aid. I want you to look at the government's Band-Aid because think about it. If you let them be your source, they get to be bigger than you all the time. Right. Instead of, instead of you going out there and you bossing up, these banks are going out of business. We think that they're invaluable. We think they can't be touched. Big banks can't be touched. And you got all these fintech companies 
these PayPal's, these squares, these cryptos, these DeFi's. I respect that more than the person who's over here waiting for Wells Fargo to save them. Wells Fargo is it? They're old, antiquated. In a lot of ways, they're probably just giving you back the money they stole from you when they did all that scandal stuff. <laughs> so like, I'm just saying, we can't continue to let other people be our source. We can't. It's not healthy. It's not intelligent. It's it's not a it's not a power move. It's not a boss move. It's yeah. it's a baby move. I mean, I think it's going to be. A, it sounds like it is. It's, I think it's a good thing. But number one, it's not enough. And number two, you have no real control over it. And you got to. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to apply to this thing to be accepted. When other people have the control of, over the funds and who gets it, they still have control, and that's the problem. Right. Yeah. It's better when you get it for yourself, man. Better when you get it for yourself. And if you, you want to hire, like, imagine all the jobs they're probably creating for other communities. Like who's going to administer this fund? Who's going to mm. uh, manage the fund? Who's going to do all these different things? They're going to create all these executive level positions. Right. They're probably not going to get filled in. Somebody said that seeking diversity and inclusion is like building wealth for the other community. Because it's like you just want to be a part of their oper- their organization. Check out this shirt that I got on. All I wear is independent stuff these days. All I wear. If you look through my office, it's independent stuff. I got independent books. I got independent mm. brushes. Yeah, that Rakim Sabri. <laughs> You're right. I got independent hats, Nova, man. Nova Supply, PGP hey. Life. What else I got around here? I got independent bags, you know, that's going to fuse on deck. The views at Tide Capital. Mm-hmm. But, and I got an independent undershirt. This is the uh, Provado Life shirt. But I mean, even if you look at like Mr. Organic, what he's doing, a lot of people don't really know about Mr. Organic, but that dude is killing it. Like we got the internet and we're running it up. No barrier of entry on the internet. They can give you barrier of entry anywhere else. If you want to buy a piece of income producing property that generates 200 grand, you got to get the okay from the lender. I don't know okays from a lender. If I want to make money on the digital products, I lost the digital product. I don't got to pay 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand. I lost the product and I make the money. Even with, uh, with retail products, that kind of frustrates me too. It's like, why do I got to pay you money to make money? I got to pay you money and hope somebody pays me more money to do it. And I'm a, a brand new brand. So a lot of times people aren't willing to pay that big bread for it, for it just yet. Right. So that's why I've been selling things at or near cost to kind of flood the market, get these pictures, get the buzz going, knowing that the market is way bigger than 50 customers. So if I get them posting it, them wearing it, people asking where they got it. I grow a brand that way. Yeah, you mentioned Mr. Organ. It's funny. I saw he he's coming up with a pair of boxing gloves or something like that. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, what? he's he puts his brand on everything. Well, when I, he called like hands of God or something like that, I was like, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're doing it, when you're doing it for yourself, you can do whatever you want. You do whatever, whatever you want. What I think that's the the true power of working for yourself and building your own brand. He's really big on the building your own brand thing. And I've said this before. It's like, once you have a brand, you can sell anything. And so a lot of the people who bought this are going to buy his boxing gloves too. And that's one of the things as you build that brand out, you're going to create loyal customers and loyal fans who buy everything you drop. I see people that are in the mastermind group that are in the options community that are the bought all my courses, people who bought all my courses. It's so crazy. And somebody I've dropped like 15 courses. They bought them all. I'm like, that's crazy to me. Right. Loyal fans, raving friends, about everything. Shout out to them, though, because, um, I mean, the goal is definitely to enhance their life. And I hope that we are. And if we're not, let me know, figure out a way we can. And that brings me to the next point. Um, to get this be a fund, man. If you want to accelerate your, your business, come join us in the Todd Capital Business Development Group. You know, link in the bio, link in the show notes, link in the bio, link in the show notes. And... We are we meet two, sometimes three times a week on Zoom calls, bringing a guest, at least one guest speaker a week that drops game and gives us coaching. Uh, we we have accountability in the group. Put out your weekly targets every week. Let's see what you're doing. Celebrate your wins every week. We're reading books. We are coaching each other, solving each other's problems. Come join us in the Todd Capital Business Development Group. We give drop you a um, if you listen to this show, we drop a a, a discount for you. It's regularly fifty dollars a month, but for the listeners, we give you 50% off just type in tweet talk 25 that's tweet talk one word two five and get it for 25 a month come join us man and we got all the previous lectures 
pre-recorded that you have access to from day one. Private Facebook group, all that, man. Come get this coaching and accelerate your business. Star Capital Business Development Group, discount code, tweet. Talk two five twenty five. Cheap talk twenty five. Ah, uh, so Charles, moving on. This one is interesting. You said most folks too scared to go see what they want. Too scared to check prices. I noticed that, like the things that I go visit a lot, I usually get ultimately um, go to the car dealership, see what you want, sit in it, go to the watch store, look at what you want, try it on, ask questions, ask the price. Um, what else? going to different stores, buying different, like looking at different suits, looking at different colognes, like more expensive colognes, like you end up getting it because you know what you're aiming at. And so there's a tweet that followed that. And it was like, you got to know what it costs to know what you got to do. And so like, if you don't know the cost, you don't know how much you got to produce, what you got to sell, what you got to create, what you got to build, how many hours you got to work, what sale you got to run, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like sometimes we kind of hide from it because we think it's out of touch. And I'm not talking about like Gucci stuff or Louis stuff. I'm talking about like things that a lot of people think are out of touch. Like people think like having a boat, owning a boat is out of touch. I see a lot of people renting, I see a lot of people renting boats. I don't see a lot of people buying boats. Or even Um, having a home, even buying a home too. Right. A home too. Like if you really even like California is expensive, but if you really break down the cost, it actually isn't that much money. Like if you see a house that costs like eight hundred grand, like what does that come down to? I want to say each hundred thousand is like six hundred a month. That's always how I factored it out. So you have an eight hundred thousand dollar house times six. That's forty eight hundred. That's almost five grand. But now you got to start looking at well, what asset do I need to build, buy or create that's going to pay five thousand dollars a month? The same thing with the boat. We're exchanging assets for liabilities, not wages for liabilities, because in this world, these wages ain't fair. They never going to be fair. And if you think that they are going to be fair, you're playing yourself. Um, I'm telling you guys, as somebody who played the game and kept running into walls, I'm like, bro, like I did what you said I got to do. Where where's my where's my big payday? And they're like, well, you got to do this and do this and do this. I was like, nah, fam, I'm going to go out here and get it. I'm way too qualified, way too educated. I'm far superior to people who I know who are out there who are getting it. So I had to get it a different way in business. Um, I think business has always been my passion anyway. But I would just say that, like, go see what you want. That's the hack. Go experience what you want. That's the hack. Go um, figure out a way. I, I was talking about how I was at the Benz dealership and I was talking to the salesperson about a GLE. We're going back and forth about the numbers. And I was like, if you want to figure out how to get what you want, go talk to the salesperson because they going to teach you how to get what you want. They're going <laughs> to tell you the strategies. They're going to tell you how to get the pin where you wanted to go. He was giving me all kind of game because that's their goal. Their goal is to sell these things. We think their goal is to keep these things from us. Like, no, like they want you to have these things. If anybody wants you to have it, it's the salesperson. So that boat person is going to tell you. A lot of times I'll go to these places and I'll ask them, what kind of person owns a boat like this? What kind of person owns a home like this? What kind of person owns a car like this? So I can figure out who I got to be because you're probably around a bunch of people who don't have stuff like that. So obviously they can't tell you how to get those things or be that person. You got to go inject yourself into circles and environments where you can kind of grow into that. Because a lot of these things are going to force you to grow. But what's cool is once you get to that level, then it's all about the next level. And so I always tell people that don't get so intimidated by that first goal that you can't even get to the next goals. You over here like, oh, man, it costs so much money. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, But you don't even realize like there's a car above the car that you intimidated of. You over here looking at a five series and it's like you can't even get to the eight series. You can't even get to the Wraith. You can't even get to the Bentley. And it's really not big of a difference. Um, It's like really not that big of a difference. But you got to you got to force yourself to grow new levels, new growth. And the last thing is I heard somebody say that, like, you don't want to put off having nice things or wearing your nice things um, for like special occasions. He's like, wear it now, make it a part of your lifestyle and then just become that person, elevate into that kind of person as opposed to keeping yourself small and saying, oh, when I go to a special event, then I'll be somebody like, no, be somebody every day. That becomes your lifestyle. That becomes your mentality. You got to elevate your mentality. Yeah, I like it. I remember one time uh, I went to a mall, kind of a upscale mall, if, you, if such a thing exists. And with my friend, we were in some store and it was like, um, I got to look at the stuff so I know what I'm working for, what we're working for. And he was kind of like, what you talking about, man? 
that's what we're working for? I'm like, I think he, he misunderstood. I'm like, we're not just working for the shallow stuff, but at the same time, we, we got to have targets. We got to see what's out there. And watching you, like, you know, you, you've been posting cars that you couldn't afford, like, way back. I mean, you could afford them now, but I know three, four years ago, you were posting stuff you couldn't afford on, online. People assuming it was yours, and then they, were, they realized, like, oh, that's not his. He just faking for Twitter. Faking for the grant. And you like, nah, man, I didn't say it was mine. I'm just posting this inspiration. And I was one of those people that always, like, I'm not going to do that kind of stuff. You know, I can't afford it. I'm not going into stores, you know, but so I'm like, nah, man, you got to look at what it is. And like you said, stop being intimidated and know what the actual cost is. Sometimes it's not nearly as much as you think. Go to a mortgage and, lender, get pre-qualified, brother. Right. And even if it is more than you think, I think it inspires that ambition. That, insp- that ambition, that drive has to come from somewhere. And so maybe you have to create that ambition. Like maybe you got to be like, all right, like that can create that discontentment in you. Like, okay, I'm working a job that pays me this much money. I couldn't afford this if I wanted to. But now I know what's out there. And obviously somebody who's human, just like you, who breathes air, just like you, did something to afford that. And so like that can create that discontentment in the job for you. Like there's a whole lifestyle out there that you can't even touch. How am I going to touch it? How am I going to get there? Um, in regard to the the faking it thing, um, it's interesting because Mr. Organic was talking about this idea of faking it to, to fake it or faking it to make it. So are you posting pictures of these cars because you just want to act like you got it, but you ain't doing the work on the back end? I was doing the work on the back end. I was building. I was studying. I was learning. I was reading. I was investing in myself because I knew that I wanted to get there. So it's like I'm posting it because I want to get there. I'm not just posting it for the sake of you seeing me thinking I'm all that. It's like, nah, like I got to keep myself going. I got to keep myself driven. I told you guys, my social media is for me. People just get to see it. I posted a dope picture of a Bentley Mustang yesterday. I posted a dope video of a Lamborghini. And I'm just like, imagine myself in it, starting to figure out like, okay, we got to get this asset rolling, this asset rolling. I'm like, man, if we get this truck going, when we get this truck going, And I'm automatically like, all right, I know the process. I know the people. I have the connections. Before I didn't have the connections. Now I know who to call. I know who to go through for the ELD. It's not all these options anymore. I know how to get a fuel card. It's not all those options anymore. I know how to get uh, factoring. I know how to get plates. I know how to do all this stuff. There was a grind and a struggle for a year. Now makes your life flow systematically. Now you can explode that times 10. You got 10 trucks on the road. But that first year is a grind. And most folks, they run into that grind like, I'm just quit. I'm just not going to do nothing. I might say I'm going to quit. I'm not going to quit. But the point is like, are you faking it to make it? Are you faking it to fake it? And I think that there's a difference because if you're still doing the work, you're going to get to where you want to go. It's just a matter of time. Okay, Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okieffashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okieffa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop. I was looking at my vision board. I have uh, another vision board and I was like, I want to get a downtown office. I want to do a downtown development. I want to have this net worth. I want to have this many in sales. I want to have this kind of watch, this kind of car. And I was like, dang, I got to change some of this stuff because I've accomplished some of this stuff. Mm. That's kind of cool. Like this super lofty goal that I never thought I'd be able to get, like I've accomplished some of that stuff. And so set your goals big, let your mind be blown. Like Grant Cardone says, shop outside of your reach. Don't just be out here going to Walmart, being content with Walmart, being content around Walmart people. Go outside of your reach. 
expand yourself, be uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable walking in some of those times, but I've always been that kind of person. Maybe it's because my parents are like that, but I know when I used to work at Edward Jones and I was out there in Newport Beach, I stopped by the Rolls Royce Newport Beach dealership. I've gone to Bentley, uh, Beverly Hills, gone and sat inside the Bentleys, done all that stuff. Um, but the stuff really isn't that attainable. Like real talk, there's this book, I can't find it, it's probably downstairs. And it talks about how like a lot of the things that you want are really more affordable than you think. So if you want an Aston Martin, 1500 bucks a month, that might sound crazy, but that's not that much money. When you like, we, when you think about it, a lot of people are like, oh, that's a $300,000 car. It's $1,500 a month. Mm. That's it. If you want a Porsche, $800 a month. You might see $100,000 on the sticker. It's $800 a month. Wow. You can get $800 a month. If you sell a $100 product once a day, you make the money that you need to drive the way you want to drive and live the way you want to live. I've been seeing a ton of people posting stuff. Like if you have a side hustle that generates an extra thousand dollars a month, that's an extra twelve thousand dollars a year. That is life changing money. You can do a lot with that margin on top of your job. If you had an extra thousand, an extra two thousand on top of your job, you can do some crazy stuff with that. You can invest consistently. Yep. You can be in a, a rental property that very first year with a down payment. Yeah, man. And this this concept kind of goes towards uh, we're talking about cars and houses and stuff, but you can also apply it to businesses. Like you might say, oh, man, I kind of want a, a laundromat one day or I want to have like a, a, a warehouse one day or this or that one day. You're like, man, those are kind of like old school businesses, brick and mortar. You, you, you can't have a laundromat without bricks. You know what I mean? You need a, a physical location and you think to yourself, man, that's a whole building. That's machines. That's water. So you think, man, I'm broke right now i can't get it but do the research man do the research you might find out that it's more attainable than you think maybe you need partners and all that i mean you gotta think about partnering up anyway regardless how much money you got because it just makes life easier but at the same time if it's way out of your reach now that doesn't mean it's way out of your reach forever if you stretch something that's out of your reach you can get if you stretch man you gotta stretch regardless let's get it another thing is we also got to be creative because i have a friend who has a mobile laundry com company and she makes bread she goes around to people, she picks their laundry, she takes it to maybe her house, she washes their clothes, she folds their clothes, she delivers it, and she makes great side money. So you could effectively, anything that you want can be done creatively. We just got to have the willingness to embark on it and do it before everybody else does it. Because quite honestly, she can mess around and turn that business into an app. And now you have people right. being able to tap into that app and find like, just like Uber, we got to start thinking like that. That's billion dollar ideas. Like you got to take something and try to figure out how to turn it into a billion dollar idea. That's where I am these days. Apps, software, billion dollar ideas. Let's not do the, like, we don't got to do the old school stuff anymore. We can put a new twist on an old idea. But one thing that I did notice about these business and acquiring is they expect you to finance it. So if the house is, if the, the business is valued at 1.5, they don't expect somebody to bring in a check for 1.5. They expect you to finance it. It's just a matter of how you're going to get it financed. Who's going to finance that deal for you? And that's how the how, not who, or who, not how comes into play. When you're a high value person, people reach out to you. I've been working out. I've been working with this dude who acquires businesses. He's probably listening to this. And this guy, like, he coaches me to through everything. He's literally shown me spreadsheets. He's shown me how due diligence works. He's shown me how to analyze these deals. We talked about different funding strategies. Um, he actually showed me like he has a pool of investors that he works with that fund his deals 100% cash. And then they just finance out of it on like a seven year term. And so like when you run into these things, it's not a matter of how, it's who do you have to partner with? Even if you've got to go to some of the action, I'd rather take 50% of a really, really successful business than try to do it all on my own. And that's the problem with us as a community. We think we got to do it all on our own so nothing ever gets done. I'm looking at a business that's valued at 1.5. It generates half a million dollars in net cash flow a year. That doesn't include the debt. But even if the debt is half of that, even if I'm paying them a quarter million dollars for the next 10 years or whatever that number looks like, um, that still cash flows very well. And who knows, what can you turn that business into? How can you improve it? How can you grow it? But he's offering seller financing. He expects you to bring, he expects to finance that business in some capacity because he probably knows it's difficult to get financing. It's not easy to get financing for a business. And that's why a lot of these things are either you're bringing in somebody with private equity or the, the seller's going to carry that whole note because it's difficult to get a bank loan on a going concern unless it's secured by assets and real estate. Just because the bank doesn't want to lend it on an idea, you might not be as effective or efficient as that business owner in running the business. It's your first acquisition. And so 
the banks would be more hesitant. But have that conversation. Call these people. Talk to these people the same the same way that I'm saying. Go look at the luxury stuff. Also have that conversation with these business people and these real estate projects and these large deals. I'm at a point now where I don't want the small deal because I, I don't want small headaches. I'm not. I would if I'm going to get a headache. I want it to be over big bread, not mm-hmm. over something that's not going to change my life. I'm over here getting texts about $700. And then it's not even a full 700 because you got to factor in the taxes, insurance, the expenses. It's really like $200 a month, $300 a month. I don't need that anymore. I'm going to hire a property manager. In fact, we already have having a conversation with her right now. She's very responsive, very helpful. I got to get her a few more documents to get everything on boarded. But now I'm able to look at flips all day. My mindset changed from dealing with toilets to dealing with a potential $100,000 $100, spread deal. My my mindset has changed from that to becoming a lender on other people's deals. My energy is better served at the top level instead of the bottom level. Right, right, right. Think big people, think big. And you had a tweet where you said, if they aren't buying your product, tweak your product. But whatever you do, don't start trading time for money. <laughs> um, I think, I'm not sure where I, I had that thought. But I think that you definitely got to be out there consistently tweaking and modifying what you're doing. But I think the real point of that post was we got to make our money through sales as opposed to hours worked because sales are unlimited. Sales come in when you're sleeping, sales come up whether you are in the shower, sales come in whether you're spending time with your family in San Diego, whether you're at the zoo, like sales come in. And I think it's the most amazing thing. It's why I'm going to be upgrading all of my content. Man, imagine when all my courses are polished, refined, edited, have all that stuff in there. And that's what I'm working on for the next six months. I'm going to take the brand. I'm going to take it to the way next level. I'm packaging things up, turning it into a university. How I want to have an outline. You can walk in. We're going to talk about everything. And so all the criticism that we took is just going to polish it up. We're going to have the best university online. We're going to have the best education platform online. And I'm learning that it's just, I'd rather be that than me trying to be everybody's advisor. It's way more lucrative to teach than it is to perform a service because you can only perform a service to, to, to a certain extent. You step into all this crazy liability and all that stuff. It's just way better to teach as opposed to, to do when you make more money. It's just way better. But I would just say the real point of that is continue to refine what you have going on, continue to tweak, continue to launch. One of the things I tell a lot of people is you got to launch more stuff. Um, even my mom, like, like, all right, so you do taxes. Like, what else do you do? What other products are you going to put out there? Do you have a tax outline? Do you have bookkeeping services? Do you have right. tax planning services? Do you have all these other things? You need to create a product suite, not just be a one-stop shop, not just be a one-service person. You need to create more courses, more products, because there's a lot more knowledge in your brain outside of just... Um, the actual act of doing taxes. Um, everybody should have a suite of products. I'm working on having a suite of products, but also not even having that, having a funnel of products. So you have your your tripwire. You have something that people can opt in. They get on your mailing list. They get value from you. It's low cost or free. And they get to see like, okay, this person is the real deal. This person is legit. Then you have an upsell. What's the next product? You might have a downsell. All right. So if you don't want that, then here, buy this, try this out for another price. And then you can also have another order bump. And so like, that's the stuff that I'm trying to do. If you've ever seen the Harchimonies page, they have a great page. If you've seen Dantes' page, great page. That's where I'm trying to get to where you scroll through, you have testimonials, you have videos, you have multiple courses. Dantes even has a thing at the bottom where um, he has like a, a little, yes, FAQs, very important because people... They buy your products and they ask the same questions over and over and over again. You're answering the same question over and over and over again. What I need to create an FAQ video, but also he has a little quiz. He's like, so which course is for you? Let's see. Are you at this level? You're at that level. And so it's just cool to see people growing and modifying their brand and tweaking their brand. And that's a part of the process. I always tell people Facebook today is not what Facebook was back in the day. Apple today is not what Apple was back in the day. And your company 10 years from now is not going to be the same company that it is today. But you got to start taking steps towards getting it to the next level. Do it ugly. Do it uncomfortable. Put it out there. Like I said, I'm doing video content that I know is probably not as good as it's going to be, but I know I have to get into video content if I want to grow my brand. And so as you start putting stuff out there, you start seeing different ways that you can change, you can improve. 
but you never really get a chance to change or improve if you never put anything out there. Raphael is a perfect example. His shirts right now, fire. The shirts back then were kind of eh, but he put it out there. You can't even get to this level unless you put it out. And now he's confident in his brand. I think that makes a difference, but you can't even get to iteration two if you never get through iteration one. Who knows what iteration three is going to look like? Right, right. Because um, I'm not 100% happy with like the distribution and stuff like that. But actually, I am kind of happy. I mean, when I first put it, just putting it up on the site was exciting, man. It was exciting. Like, this is way better than the first iteration, like you said. And that energy carried me through the night to the all through the next day, man. And you got to get started, get fancy later. Got to launch. Go to tweettalkmerch.com and get your shirt. Get your get started, get fancy later shirt and show the world that you're a starter. Let them know. And Charles, you said um, you had another tweet where you said the key to business and investing success is sticking with an idea for the long haul. Too many people want an idea to blow up in three to six months. Not many people will still be around in year four and five when you start getting some lift off. Yeah, um, I uh, I got it an order on the Views brand website from my old business partner. And um, it was just interesting to me because we had been doing business. And interestingly enough, my principles back then were the same that they are now. We were, we were throwing parties. We just got out of college. We were throwing parties, trying to build a brand. Anybody who knows me knows what I'm talking about now. But like, we used to go back <laughs> and forth about how we should build this business. And I, honestly, I've had this issue with a lot of people who aren't really business people. And I've seen how their lives have kind of progressed. Like, I used to have a car wash company. I'm over here beefing with the other owners because I'm telling them we got to keep the money in the business. So we can reinvest, get better product, get better um, uh, tools and things like that better marketing so we can grow the brand. They're like, no, nah, we made money. We need, I need, I need my money. I need my money. These folks killed the business over like a hundred bucks. We had made like 200 bucks. The dude was like, I need my money. I need my money. He took his hundred bucks and was gone. We never did business again. Um, we're still friends to this day, but we just don't do business anymore. Um, and then the other friend, I told him, I was like, we have to build a buzz. We're a brand new promotion company. People don't know us. We can't just be taxing people off of the, off the, off the gate. He was like, nah, we got to charge. We can't be no rinky dink, blah, blah, blah. And so like he, the, the business ended up dying. Um, I was going to start my own company. It was like, I forgot what it was. I think it was like <laughs> Marty McFly Productions or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like the strategy was throw parties, get people in there having fun, get good pictures, promote your pictures, and then slowly kind of increase your prices instead of just trying to hop out the gate and be Mr. Big Willie. Because as a frat, we were able to do that. We were able to charge good money for parties, make a bunch of money. But when you're a new business, you have to establish a brand footprint. You have to establish brand awareness. I talk about this all the time. The investment club for free was really just to establish that we existed. Mm. The podcast for free is to establish that we exist. The social media, the blogs, establish that you exist, build a brand so that then you can introduce products to the mix that you do charge for. And even the low cost stuff, like as I increase the production value of everything that I have, I won't have to be low ticket anymore. And so like low ticket even is a way to get into the market. Different companies do it different ways. But ultimately, like if you look at Amazon, if you look at a lot of these Chinese companies, if you look at Netflix, Netflix started out very inexpensive, $7. They didn't care if you shared the membership. They just wanted to exist. And so now they start to slowly increase their prices. Amazon was always the affordable company. Now they're starting to slowly increase their prices, even though they still keep a lot of stuff affordable. And so um, I went off on a tangent. I forgot what the tweet was. What was the tweet again? You're talking about um, the key to business and right. longevity. Yep. So you have to have a longer vision than just six months. And if you're somebody who only has that six month vision, you're going to struggle. And you're going to be frustrated in business. I tell people that we're in business because we're in business. We're not so necessarily in business to make a bunch of money. The money just comes. And so if you have a, a, a five-year vision, you know that year, like month six to month 12, isn't about the revenue. It's about the brand awareness. How many followers are we growing? How many fans are we growing? How many people are engaging with the content? How many people are supporting what we're doing? That's important. Year one to two, we might start to monetize a little bit. Year two to three, we might start to monetize a little bit more, create more streams, do things like that. But you got to have a long-term vision because these things just take time to play out. People are already setting their ways with brands they know and they love. And if you're trying to pull them away from that, it's going to take a lot of time. It's not going to be easy. And so like, I think you just have to adopt that that way. And so the, th the thing is true is that makes sense in stocks, real estate, and in business. It's the long game. And I think I got this from 
maybe Ian Dumlap, he was talking about how like everybody else knows that you make money long term. We're the only people who think it's short term. He was saying that other cultures get taught to invest and we get taught to gamble. And so gamble is a short term thing. Gamble is like either I make money now or I don't make money now. Long term wealth is inevitable. If you approach, I'm looking at a real estate deal right now and it doesn't make sense from a cash flow perspective, but what it makes sense from is having a tenant pay off the debt for me. rental property. The rents are low, like 700 bucks. The seller is willing to sell or finance this property for me, probably over five to 10 years. I put down a down payment and I was like, all right. So I put down five grand, 10 grand on this property, $50,000 property. And then I might not cash flow anything at all, but as long as I can make that loan payment in five years, I'll have an asset free and clear that's worth $50,000. So what this tenant did is they gave me $40,000. And so it's not going to be money in my pocket, but it's going to be wealth building. So my net worth is constantly increasing. And then not only that, like that's honestly one of the coolest ways, the coolest real estate players that I know about. Somebody said, like, if you want to become a millionaire, buy a million dollar property and let your tenants pay off the million dollar property. In 15 years, you're a millionaire. You own a million dollar property pre and clear. You didn't have to do anything. And so, like, real estate doesn't have to be for cash flow. And this is one of the things that kind of freshes me about bigger pockets is they'll harp on something, harp on something. You'll start to think that that's the only way that you can make money is cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. I need to retire for cash flow. Like, no, like, the act of just owning some stuff is powerful. The act of just owning it, whether it cash flows or not, you're going to get appreciation. Um, you're going to get the debt paid down. There's multiple ways that you can make money in real estate outside of just the cash flow. And this is why I tell people, even when you do get the cash flow, reinvest the cash flow. Like you have to build your asset column while the people build their asset column. This means that it's an asset, whether it flows or not, it's an asset, whether I can sell it or not. Sometimes it just makes sense to own some stuff, own some stuff, your wealth is based on your net worth. And so for me, as much as as crazy as that sounds, I know it's not going to cash flow. I'm probably going to do that deal. I asked him if he'll take 38 instead of 50, but I'm probably like, you know what? I might just do it. I put 10 grand over here. It's already cash flowing. Five years will be good. And I can also increase the rents over the next year. I can also, who knows if the property might appreciate. A lot of these homes in Detroit are appreciating like crazy after the pandemic and people are going to be freaking out. I can acquire a whole home for 10 grand, control that asset, hand it to my property manager. Like I'm not doing this. I think Mm -hmm. it's a good deal and I'm probably going to do it. And this is why you got to talk out your ideas. But again, that's a five-year play. I'm not over here like, if if it's not going to make me money next week, I'm not going to do it. Like, no, like add more to your asset column, stack your asset column with more than just cash. But think about that. That's a a $10,000 to $50,000 flip. That's a 500% return. I just had to be patient. Leave it to your son. My son in five years will be school age. And so now I have an asset form that we can do whatever we want to do. Do we want to refinance it? Do we want to then begin to cash flow it? Is it going to be worth however? Do we want to pull the equity out? So like you got to start thinking five and 10 years instead of five and 10 minutes. And so many people that come to me and it's frustrating because people came to me, they didn't know anything about real estate or stocks and they learned something from me. And now they think they know more than me. And now they'd be out there like, I'm the big willy now. I do this stuff. Like, no, like you don't even know what I didn't teach you. You only know what I taught you. I'm over here operating in a completely different sphere. And people are over here like, oh, well, I got all the answers because I know all the indicators. And now they're like, I don't use indicators no more. Like, bro, like I I didn't teach you indicators because you don't need indicators. (laughs) You need to understand the value of a stock. Learn the value of a stock and you'll be right. You'll be trying to get the computer to do the work for you. Like, Man, got to start thinking in terms of five to 10 years instead of five to 10 minutes. For real, definitely. Do you remember um, Do you remember the book you were talking about where you said they're talking about if, uh, some of these products are more affordable than you think? What's the name of that book? Man, I can't. I, I ordered like a bunch of books about being a millionaire and I cannot find those books. Name a couple. Name a couple. I, I, I don't even know the right. Of course, the millionaire mindset. There's another one, millionaire fast lane. Um, there's a bunch down there that I forgot the name of. But it's so funny that when I kind of got on that tangent, things begin to manifest. I literally just bought a bunch of books strictly on becoming a millionaire. Like my goal was become a millionaire. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting how that works. I'd have to find the books. I'm actually in the process of getting a bookshelf for here. I don't know if I want to put it behind my desk. It looks cool when you have like a bookshelf behind your desk. There's this dude yep. named, named Anton Daniels. I think that's his name. Anton, what's his name? He has a YouTube channel. And he has, he has this fire setup where he has like a bookshelf and he has like his shoes on the bookshelf. So you can see his shoes. He has his watch cases on the on the bookshelf. So you can see it. He has like his whole brand. 
And I thought that was super fire. I was like, I need that. I want that. So we'll see what I can create. That's cool, man. Um, you're going to do one last tweet before we head out. So you had a tweet where you said successful people spend thousands per year on personal development. Unsuccessful people think they don't need to grow, but instead the world should adapt to them. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was on my morning meetup. It cost me about 80 bucks a month that I invest in. Um I buy a bunch of courses. Um, I'm in a, a part of a bunch of different discords. But on the morning meetup, the owner of Support Black Colleges was on there. And he was talking about how he spent $70,000 last year on personal development. And I was like, that's interesting because it's not uncommon to hear that. It's not uncommon to hear successful people say that they spend a bunch of money on personal development. It's definitely common to hear unsuccessful people talk about how expensive courses are, how expensive books are, how expensive all these things are. And I thought it was very interesting because I've always said that like once you become successful, you become more hungry for success, but you also have the resources to invest in your success. And I've just been seeing it a lot. And so the reason why I share that is to encourage people who want to get to that level to invest in their personal development. Um, I strongly believe that all the success that I've had came from a course just as much as it came from college. College teaches you some things, but a lot of courses teach you a lot of things. Um, I'll never forget one year I bought a Grant Cardone course and it was about like making money, doing things like that. And one of the things that you said that stuck with me is like, you need to set a target to make $120,000. He's like, do that. And that year with a combination of like options, my day job, and I think like some side projects, I made that number. I hit that number. I'm pretty sure I hit that number. And so it was just interesting to me because I was like, man, like if I wouldn't have seen it, had this course I wouldn't have gotten that. Like a lot of the stuff that I've done last year was because I took Chris's course on the six figure side hustle. And I saw how he was using social media. He was using, he was leveraging larger pages to market his pages. He was using Gumroad. Um, that was one hack that I took from there. Cause sometimes even the gems that you'll pull from a course might not even be the gym that they intend to, to put you on. Just like as you apply your circumstances to what they're teaching, like they might be telling you about something like this, but you're like, okay, I see you doing this over here and that doing that over there. Cause people are more transparent when they're teaching it, when they want you to get value. Yeah. And so um, I would just say that investing in your personal development is going to take it to the next level. I, I bought probably two, three courses this week. I bought one on creating landing pages. And I bought one from King Ashley Ann. So I'm just investing in courses, buying courses. I'm like, you know what? I need to finally buy Terry's course. Why don't I have Terry's course? It's $2,000, but I guarantee you, if I apply what she's teaching me, I can make that money back. I haven't bought it yet, but like even the trucking courses, I bought like three or four. I bought a lot of courses. <laughs> I bought courses, 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 and they've all been helpful. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the trucking adjusting course helped me get my authority. And there's somebody who wanted to charge me 1300 bucks to do that. And I think I paid maybe 800 bucks for his course, maybe less, like 500 bucks. And so I would just say that find a way to invest in your personal development. Most successful people actually have it in their budget to invest in their personal development. It's like $1,000 a month. And they just make sure that they're buying books, they're buying audio books, they're buying courses. One of the things that I've been doing lately is I'll just play a book while I'm working. I couldn't do that when I was in the office, but I'll just tell Amazon Alexa, like Alexa, open up Audible and she'll just start reading whatever book I'm working through. And you might not catch everything, but you're going to catch enough. You're going to catch those gems. It's going to help you take your business to the next level. Um, so with that said, I got a meeting at 830 with my team. Take them out, Raphael. Yep, yep, yep. And along the lines of, you know, spending on personal development, because your business will not grow if you don't. Come join us in the business development mastermind group for sure. Click on that link. Use that that uh, discount code for the Tweet Talk listeners only. It's regularly $50 a month. Come use that uh, discount code Tweet Talk 25. That's 25. Tweet Talk 25 to get a half off for $25 a month. Come join us. Get all this coaching. Get the encouragement and the accountability. Blow your business up. Come join us. Tweet Talk 25 discount code. And we only running this for seven day, for a week. Seven days after this, this episode drops, we're going to run it for one week. So jump on it real quick. It, the price is only going up. We got about 25, 30 videos already recorded and put into the chat in the Facebook group. Come join us. And, you know, for episode 89 of Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast. And be sure to follow us on social media. Follow myself, Rafael, at Work Money Life on Twitter. Follow my co 
co-host Charles at Real Todd Billion on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion and also at Todd.Capital. Come on, man. Join the team. Get your stuff at TweetTalkMerch.com. For episode 89 of Tweet Talk the Black Wealth Podcast, we are out. Peace. You know how we do. You know how we do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast, featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag, you know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk Podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm giving you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.